Hey everybody, I'm here with Micah Green. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great as well. Thank you for coming in. You're so welcome. I'm excited to be here. So I've been meaning to interview uh, Micah for quite a while because I think she's uh, a very unique person and I really like her mindset and her mind and her aura and her vibe and uh, we get along just fine. I would say more than just, just fine. fine. You know, I, I, <laughs> really great. Um, so... One of the questions that I did want to ask you uh, was, who is Micah Green? Micah Green. First of all, I do just want to say that every single time you ask me questions or um, we're having conversations, you definitely leave me with that, like, take a step back and really think about what I'm about to say. Um, so you're really good at this, and that's Thank why you. I'm so happy to be here. I think I'm really all right at it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, who is Micah Green is kind of a loaded question, but I think right now, like, if I'm thinking right this second, Micah Green is a presenter slash author slash aspiring to be, um, inspirer, I guess. Right. Um, but I think that a big part of who I am, and in order to be those things, I have to be self-reflective, and so I, I'd say, like, right now, I'm just, who I am is a very self-reflective, um, observant person, yes. and, yeah, it's just a big part of my life right now, okay. so, yeah. So, why, why did you decide to come to LA? You're from Colorado, mm -hmm. so why leave the beautiful state of Colorado and come to LA? Okay, so... I love where I come from. Maybe not necessarily all of the people, but I definitely love the beauty of my city and my state. So that was definitely hard to leave. Um, but I started to feel like because I was born and raised there, that it wasn't offering me, like it didn't have much to offer me anymore. And especially with the career path that I do want to go into, there's not a lot of places to get the type of exposure that I need. Um, and I knew for a really long time that Los Angeles or somewhere big like this is where I need to be for the type of exposure that I want. Um, and so I just felt like it was, I had definitely grown out of my my state. Like I had definitely grown out of the place that I was born and raised in and it was time for a change okay. to, to create something bigger. Right. So I know you, you're putting together a show mm -hmm. called 20 Instant Change. Yes, sir. So I wanted to, you know, ask some questions regarding, you know, kind of the theme of your show, which okay. is uh, being in your 20s, trying to find uh, yourself in that weird stage in your life when you're not yet an adult or you're, you're, you're about to become an adult, but you're not yet you know, fully there, you know, that, that weird part in your life when you're exploring everything. So my question is, what's up with, with the status of today's people who are found in their twenties? What, what, what can you say is the difference between people in their twenties today versus people in their twenties, like, let's say back in the eighties or seventies? 90s so this is definitely what i'm trying to explore like the answers to this question is something that i'm seeking through my interviews on the show um and, and but i think that one of the answers i have for that right now is 
I think that, first of all, the 20s is the real awkward phase of life. Like, you think 13s, like the teens are the awkward phase, uh, but really the 20s are because it's like we're, we're expected to have these adult situations set up for ourselves, when in reality, like, so people are kind of treating us like adults, but also we're still like the children of society. So like, we're, we're the children of the real world, essentially. And so it's just awkward, like, it's just hard to maneuver that. Um, and then when you ask a question like, what's the difference between us in our 20s right now in 2018 versus people in, in their 20s back in the 80s or the 50s or the 30s, I'm actually going to have an episode about this. And uh, I think that the major difference is that our the infrastructure of our society was built for people back in the day. So now in 2018, we're expected to live by the same standards, the same values, and all of those things that people were back in the day. Stuff's not progressing in certain areas. So as our generations change and grow and become society, it, the infrastructure of society is not growing and developing. And I think that's part of the issue that we're having. Right. Um, do you think it was easier to be in your 20s back then or is it easier now? <laughs> I think it, in what regard? Um, basically, like, first of all, career-wise, you know, having a house, being stable. It uh, depends on what kind of 20-something you want to be. If we're talking about, like, that kind of 20-something where you you want that traditional kind of lifestyle with a family, kids, a, a nice house and, you know, reliable cars and all of that, then I would say it was definitely easier back then. What about career-wise and following your passion? Is it easier well, now? Or well, harder? here's the thing. We live, like I'm talking about the infrastructure of society, we live in completely different times now. So yeah. that's not so much the expectation. So yes, it was easier to do that back then because that was the expectation and people weren't going to go against the grain. Yeah. Now we live in a time where people are going far against what is expected of you as a human being and as an adult, right? So um, it's not easy to do that anymore because people are starting to realize and like outsmart the system, like the, the system that we have developed here. Mm -hmm. People are starting to outsmart that and realize like, this is what I'm supposed to do, but this isn't what I want. So it's easy, it was easier then to do those things. And now it's, it's harder for sure to, to, to do that because it's not a desire. Yeah. A lot of people don't desire that anymore. They want something bigger. It's interesting that you think that way because I, I see it a little different. Okay. I, I, I see it as now with the age of the internet and everything, it's, it's kind of like a double-edged sword mm -hmm. because it's easier to find what you're passionate about because there's so many things that you can, you know, discover. Like, for example, now you can, uh, with the internet, find so many things that you can do, like... Uh, like if, for example, if you really love Connect Four, <laughs> let's say for example, like the the board game, you could literally make a Instagram page all about Connect Four and build a branding behind that, and you could reach out to the company that makes these games and they could sponsor you, and you could like make a living off of that. Right. But at the same time, because of so many opportunities because of the internet you're just so overwhelmed with like oh i could do this it's but saturated. i but i could also yeah, do this exactly and i could also do that like there's so many doors of opportunities now that before it was just like one door mm -hmm. so you knew which door to take 
Right. But now there's just so many doors that you can take. And I feel like sometimes you feel like you might be like frozen because you're just overthinking of like which door to take. And my my way of thinking is explore the different doors. Mm -hmm. Don't just stay standing thinking about it. So that's what I think about our 20s and the internet and all that kind of stuff but but i think that's absolutely right like right now if you're seeking something that's way different than like get a normal steady nine-to-five job and do the like do all of that if you're if you're wanting something different now's the time to do that but what i thought you were asking was is it easier to like get a job and follow your career path oh, okay, okay, okay. so that i think like i was saying was easier then but now if you're trying to explore like a creative life or like oh, yeah, a life where you're doing your, way easier back then. doing your own thing now's the time for that yeah. for sure yeah. and i think about like going back to what you said about exploring the doors but also being overwhelmed by it i hate the word victim so i don't want to use it but i am a what's what's the word i'm thinking of i'm, I'm someone who definitely um struggles with having too many options yeah um any in anything i do literally at a restaurant with a huge menu i can't figure out what to eat i just um, get what other people get like i i can't decide i'm i'm the type of person that really struggles with making figuring out what that thing is and then going to stick with it and um i think it really shines through sometimes in in bad ways but i did read an article once that talked about like the art of decision making basically and it essentially it started out with telling a story about an ice cream parlor and how like they did this test and they had one with 10 different flavors and one with just plain strawberry chocolate and vanilla and people who went to the one with just strawberry chocolate and vanilla were much happier with their decision because it was so easy for them to decide. Yeah. And I think that that's part of our problem now is that our, our market or like our arenas of different things that we can do is super, super saturated with a lot of different things and a lot of things that are super interesting to us. Yeah. And so um, it's really, really tempting to say like, oh, I'm into this, right? And so you go seek that, but then you see something else. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I want to do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like it's it's easier now to get into something that you love and chase that passion, but it's a little bit harder in the sense that there are a lot of different options. Yeah, and it's hard to decide which one you'd like. Exactly. Especially if you come from like a conservative family mm-hmm. where you've never like from my example, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I was not able to like you know like be that person where I went to parties all the time. And, uh, you know, you know, that, that type of, uh, freedom you, I would say. So now that I'm in, in, in my, uh, you know, most freedom ever in LA where there's so many things and the internet and everything, mm-hmm. it's just like an awesome place to be, uh, to discover new things and try to like explore different arenas of passion. So, Absolutely. so yeah, I agree with that. And, uh. Being in your twenties, you're uh, 24, mm-hmm. and uh, what what type of uh, movement are you trying to do, or, or or what are you trying to do with your show? Uh, what what's your goal? What's your ultimate goal? I guess my biggest thing with this, because I have more ideas than just Tony and some change, for like my personal content, but with this one specifically, I think it's really big right now we're in a time where I think it's big for us to feel like we're not alone and so I think not only is my show gonna 
create or like allow people to think on a higher level about just different things that we all encounter. Um, also, it'll make them be self-reflective because if, if I'm talking to different people going through different experiences, it'll make them think about themselves. And it'll also be like a, oh shoot, me too moment. Like I want it to be something that people can really, really connect with. That's my movement right. is connection and relatability. And like, I want to just show people things that they can relate to. I want to talk to people that maybe no one knows, and but they have these big giant ideas or perspectives to offer. And I also want to talk to people that are like, like are well known because it can show that like no matter who you are or where you are in your life or your career, someone's still going through the same thing. And that this is all like, we're all just trying to figure this out together. So why why do you like talking to people and and being like a TV host? Like what what when did you discover that you liked interviewing people or or finding out what makes them tick? I've always been like that since I was six years old. I I mean like people have told me stories about that, which is like sad that I didn't realize that this is something I should chase. Like I never recognized that until way way late, which is okay, never too late, but. Um, I've always been inquisitive. I've always asked why. I've always been that kid. I'm the why kid. Why is it like this? The why kid. And this, I feel like this is why I know so much. I mean, I don't know everything, but I know a lot. Um, and I have a lot to share. Yeah. And I think part of that comes from never being told to stop talking. Yeah. Even, I talked way too much when I was a kid. I still talk way too much. But I think that it's allowed me to explore so much i was just talking to my brother on the phone yesterday and we were having a conversation about um how people aren't able to articulate themselves these days and i think and he was telling me how he thinks um adults need to remember to treat children as they are humans they're just small humans and we felt like our mother did a really good job of that for us just talking to us like we were normal treating us like we were just people instead of these little things that you have to hold with uh, you know it's like we were fragile she just treated us like as we were and a lot of people like speak when spoken to that's how some people grew up or only like don't talk to adults we were never raised like that and so like i owe a big piece of it to her but like and my other family members who just constantly allowed me to ask the questions that i had and be curious Mm -hmm. and so that transferred over to me being that way about specifically people yeah and i've I've just always had an interest in the way people's minds work yeah. um, and like what makes them like why what makes them do what they do or yeah. what makes them passionate or because it's always stemming from somewhere else yeah. and so um, I've, I've always been like that like I said and then a big moment that like made me really realize it was when I was working for BMW we, were, we would always be in the showroom and it was where none of the customers could go and I just got to know so many different people because they would just come stand next to me and we would just talk for like 10 minutes before a client came or whatever. And then finally, one of the main people, like I think it was one of the GMs, came up to me and goes, what is this, a talk show? <laughs> oh, and then he like titled it, which I won't say the title because I'm going to use it, but for something else. But he was like, and he was jo- just joking around about it. And I was like, actually, as a matter of fact, I should start a talk show. You and should. here we are. Yeah. What, do you have a favorite talk show um, idol, inspiration? Okay, so it's really weird because I, I love Ellen. She's great. She's just phenomenal, and I like her. I 
like what she does, but that's not necessarily the style I want to go. It's also kind of hard to go in that route when you don't have tons of money to just be giving things to people like she does. Um, I really yet. enjoyed yet. You're right. I think what's funny is like I, my brain has always been on this path without me knowing it. And I think if you really are lo- like allow yourself to explore internally, you'll find that because um, you'll just see different things that you've always been on kind of a path. And so, um, when I was, I've just been like watching talk TV for so long for no reason. Like there's yeah. no reason an 11 year old should be like watching talk TV. That's not something 11 year olds yeah. do. Right. But I just remember my summer breaks. Gosh, I, I, I was, I had to have been like a freshman in or sophomore in high school yeah and i would spend hours and hours and hours during my summer vacations watching the tyra Banks show of all things like she's a supermodel she's nothing like what i wanted to be but she had this really interesting show i couldn't get enough of it like every single day i would just go back and there would be episodes on episodes just going on the on the network whatever on the television and i would just sit there and watch it and i was so intrigued and i thought it was funny i thought it provided me with really good information about like being a woman yeah i mean like i had those i had a mother who willingly had those conversations with me but um she just like taught me things about myself that i didn't know she was also someone that i could see in myself like i you know like she was a black woman on tv and that was rare it's i mean it's not as rare now it's still not very abundant but like that was definitely rare when i was in high school right and so um just like seeing someone that i could see in myself that i could relate to in a right. way that i couldn't relate to someone else on tv um with, who was knowledgeable who was beautiful um who was kind and 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 real yeah and that's the thing i think kept me going back was yeah. like she was just so real and i wanted to see like she did not she just said what she had to say but she said it in a way that wasn't hurtful um but and she was just like funny too like she was just funny and passionate and her show was good and Mm -hmm. i think people slept on that and so um that's like that's like someone that i really really look up to who completely shifted like who she was as a supermodel right you wouldn't think of that as someone with this big personality that everybody wants to watch um but she just had so much to offer and and yeah i feel like part of my love for uh-huh. this is to her. Tyra Banks. Yeah, okay. Tyra Banks. So what happened to her show? Was I? It- you know what? I have no idea. I just remember I watched it all the time. I think it still probably airs every once in a while yeah. on those little. Because uh, I would watch it once in a while as well. Really? Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Um, I remember. I remember that episode where uh, she uh, showed a picture where she was like coming out of the water in, in a in, in a bikini and yeah. she looked like not that great yeah they tried to make her look super fat yeah she's not at and then all. she wore the same suit and she like showed that like she could like be as beautiful or whatever but she like lost weight or something uh-huh. but because in that in that picture she had gained a little weight um i mean she she she, she wore the same bikini the same swimsuit and she she just like showed everybody that nothing can bring her down. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the most memorable pieces of that show that I remember. Yes, and I love that. It's it's that, and also I just felt like her show went so far beyond beauty. You know, like she just was like she's just a good person, and you could just see it. So yeah, 
I remember a show, she taught me how to make fried chicken without, <laughs> she said when you're a model, you, ha- you really do have to watch what you eat, and yeah. so she taught me how to make fried chicken out of bread, mm-hmm. like the taste of fried chicken, oh, not, wow. not real fried chicken. So you just use like <laughs> bread, seasoning, salt, and butter, yeah. and melt it in the microwave, and okay. she said it tastes just like the skin of fried chicken, and it really, really does. Nice. Yeah. You need to, you need to cook that. <laughs> no, yeah, maybe. Or show us. Or make real fried chicken. Yeah. Oh, I'm making a cake tonight. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, so you're 24. You're in LA. You uh, you're working on your TV show. Um, what what other goals do you have for yourself? I have to finish writing my freaking book. Like, if that book doesn't get written, I blame. Well, okay, there are two of them actually, and I blame partially blame my co-writers, partially blame myself, but. They definitely have like so, they're solid. They have these just like really really solid foundations, and but it's hard. It's the juggling thing. It's it's a juggling act. Yeah, it's yeah. all of the options that we have out here, and it's yeah, me yeah. trying to get one thing done and then yeah, another yeah. and then another and yeah. then like having other passions. But even outside of the create, you want to know outside the creative realm? Yeah. Traveling. That is like my heart and soul. Yeah, I love. I traveling. mean, it's to the to my core. I just love it. I love seeing traveling to new and familiar places yeah. which is like being able to explore someone else's territory is just yeah. one of the most gorgeous uh, things you can do one of the things that i feel with traveling maybe you feel the same but like after a while of repetitiveness i start to get bored like for example when i came to la i loved it for the first month or two and then i started seeing the same repetitive thing mm-hmm. kind of like you know wake up you see the same people you're in the same environment right uh it kind of makes me want to change my routine i don't know if you feel the same way when it comes to traveling somewhere or maybe you just travel for short periods of time uh where you don't get that opportunity to feel like that um i think yes i hear that about like things get getting bored with but i don't think of i don't that doesn't happen to me when i'm traveling okay. that only happens to me i didn't think of my move to la as like a traveling situation i thought of it as like a move a commitment yeah right and so um but when i'm traveling there's just so much movement that i can't really it, it's not it's not life you know so it's not waking up and seeing the same stuff every single day and doing the same routine every single day and that's why i like to travel yeah as far as living though that's how i see life sometimes we like we, it's so easy to just wake up and go to go take the same route to work and then you see the same person first and then you and then the same student or whatever comes to your office and then you have the same lecture but different content like it's so easy to follow the same path um but and i think that's why i enjoy traveling so much because it allows me to live in a good place but then also see other things right right yeah i guess i i it's more a living situation but yeah traveling always helps to change that uh perspective refresh it's a yeah, refresher yeah yeah and just also like even when i see the most beautiful thing when i travel somewhere new it also reminds me how much i do love home yeah so it's it's like you fall in love with a new place but it also makes you really appreciate what you already have yeah and i think another thing that helps uh like for example living in a place such as this where there's lots of people mm-hmm. everywhere mm-hmm. meeting the the new 
personalities and new minds because that's in a way traveling because you're hearing their stories absolutely you're hearing their personalities what they like to do uh you know their passions so in another in a, in a way it's sort of traveling meeting all these unique personalities um so to finish it off um you mentioned that you uh are very intuitive <laughs> and that you uh you know you just love talking to people what is one of the most interesting conversations you've had um, while being here in LA? Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to my guy, Tyler Harding. That's hands down. Uh, multiple very interesting conversations with him. But I think, oh my gosh, which one? Just like, I'll just put it there. Um, conversations with Tyler definitely have left my brain like still thinking later it's kind of like this workout where you like do it and you still burn fat late like 24 hours after that's how i feel when i talk to tyler like i yeah it's like we'll just have a conversation something will spark a conversation and we'll and and i'll still be thinking about it like contemplating different things that we discussed for a little bit of time afterwards um i'm trying to think about what specific what specific i think i heard you guys talking once which one you're talking about uh, it was a broad um, conversation about people and society and expectations mm-hmm. and and yeah. politics and that kind of stuff. Something like that. Yeah, I remember. I mean, it just was interesting. It, but more to like about the self and like what? Yeah, that yeah. life, just life. <laughs> so, do you have any? advice or tips or uh, for anybody in their 20s that might be listening which is a lot of people I'd say I'm no ball of wisdom that's a good piece of wisdom right there <laughs> but I, I think like the best thing you can do for yourself right now if you're just stuck is go to bed on time drink lots of water Eat a healthy, balanced diet. Get exercise, even if that means going for a small walk every single day. And that's going to help you get into a motion of what the hell's going on. And you're going to be able to figure it out. My second piece of advice would be isolation. It sounds crazy, but like I've been, I think there's so much beauty in isolation that people don't see. And a lot of people are scared to be alone. Don't be afraid of being alone because and and it's like being by yourself for a little bit and not having to be so surrounded by people all the time because that's when you truly um find yourself and that's when you allow yourself to like explore who you truly are i think too often it's super easy to like we're all created by like what we've been fed our entire lives and i think the only way to strip yourself of that those things to come to your core and come to who you are is um by being alone so that you're not being influenced so that's when you can find your true self and I think that that's so important especially in times like this perfect so where can people find you if they want to follow you on social media if you want to follow me on social media that's at Mikey Mike Micah M at M-I-K-E-Y M-I-K-E M-I-C-A-H 
Mikey Mike Micah. That's all my social medias, including Snapchat. But you don't want to follow me on Snapchat. <laughs> You're funny. I have you on Snapchat. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, well, friends. Thank you for for coming and talking. XOXO. See you next time. <laughs>